Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters and by Fireside Naps. Tonight, we'll read the snoozy opening to The Invisible Man, a science fiction novel by H.G. Wells, published in 1897. The Invisible Man refers to a scientist named Griffin, devoted to research into optics. He invents a way to become invisible. He tests it on himself successfully, only to find that he cannot reverse it. The novel is considered influential and helped establish Wells as the father of science fiction. Strange Man's Arrival The stranger came early in February, one wintry day, through a biting wind and a driving snow, the last snowfall of the year, over the down, walking from Bramblehurst Railway Station and carrying a little black suitcase in his thickly gloved hand. He was wrapped up 
from head to foot, and the brim of his soft felt hat hid every inch of his face but the shiny tip of his nose. The snow had piled itself against his shoulders and chest and added a white crest to the burden he carried. He staggered into the coach and horses inn more dead than alive and flung his suitcase down. A fire, he cried. In the name of human charity, a room in a fire. He stamped and shook the snow from off himself in the bar and followed Mrs. Hall into her guest parlor to strike his bargain. And with that much introduction, that and a couple of coins flung upon the table, he took up his quarters in the inn. Mrs. Hall lit the fire and left him there while she went to prepare him a meal with her own hands. A guest to stop at the town of Ipeng in the winter time was an unheard of piece of luck, let alone a guest who was no haggler, and she was resolved to show herself worthy of her good fortune. As soon as the bacon was well underway, and Millie, her lymphatic maid, had been brisked up by a few deftly chosen expressions of contempt, she carried the cloth, plates, and glasses into the parlor and began to lay them with the utmost dial. Although the fire was burning up briskly, she was surprised to see that her visitor still wore his hat and coat, standing with his back to her and staring out of the window at the falling snow in the yard. His gloved hands were clasped behind him, and he seemed to be lost in thought. She noticed that the melting snow that still sprinkled his shoulders dripped upon her carpet. Can I take your hat and coat, sir? She said, and give them a good dry in the kitchen. No, he said without turning. She was not sure she had heard him and was about to repeat her question. He turned his head and looked at her over his shoulder. I prefer to keep them on, he said with emphasis. And she noticed that he wore big blue spectacles with side lights and had a bush side whisker over his coat collar that completely hid his cheeks.